I found out that even though the outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. And aren't you glad for us that are getting older? Does anybody here not feel the effects of age? Anybody not? Praise the Lord. That's good for her. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's right. The memory of the righteous. You know, somebody said, well, Mike, you're bending over awful slow there. <laughs> and you know what the devil wants me to say? I'm not going to say. <laughs> and I'm going to say, well, bless God, I make it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Doesn't matter how slow I get there. No matter, no matter how slow I go, I get there. Isn't that right? Like the good old hillbilly said, no matter where you are uh, in your life, uh, no matter where you go in your life, there you are. Praise the Lord, I'm here. <laughs> I have not been beaten down yet, and I'm still moving. How about you? Amen. He's tried many a times. And how many, how many times you want to know my flesh has tried to get in the way of me not walking in the healing power of God? But you know what the scripture says? Psalm, the Bible says in Psalm 107, verse 20, that he sent his word, Jesus, and his word lives in me. Praise God. Hallelujah. His word lives in me, Jesus Christ. And not only does it live in me, his word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, bigger than any pain or stiffness. Come on, help me out this morning. Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. I'm preaching better than your amen. Come on, help me out here. I said the word is living in me. The word is bigger than any stiffness in my body. Amen. I'm the temple of the living God. And stiffness isn't in the temple. Can I have an amen? <laughs> I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. How about you? I remember one time we was doing the radio program, this, and we, and I was doing 30 reasons why healing is for today. And this lady said, and I was teaching that we are the temple of the living God. And that, uh, uh, sickness and disease doesn't have a right to be in us because God's temple isn't broken down. Come on, help me out. And she said, she called in, she says, well, you know, the way you're preaching is, uh, that I'm totally blind and that I'm not uh, a child of God. I said, dear sister, I'm not preaching that. I'm preaching that you have a right to stand on God's word and believe that blindness leaves your body in the name of Jesus. Amen. Can I have an amen? There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Remember that, Bonnie? <laughs> kind of took us off guard, but the truth is still the truth. I don't have to put up with sickness. I don't have to put up with disease. I don't have to put up with stiffness and soreness and, and muscle pains. Praise the Lord. I'm going to go against the grain because of what Jesus did for me. My body is being, uh, is perishing every day. That's what the scripture says, but the inward man is being renewed. And if the inward man is being renewed, that means my faith is being renewed. And if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Amen. If God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. It's done. He said, by his stripes, you were healed. Well, praise God, that settles it. I'm healed. Somebody said, well, you don't look healed, Pastor Mike. He said, well, you don't look saved either, all right? But praise God, I'm healed, and I know you're saved, so just hush up. <laughs> Let's let the Word of God arise up inside of us, amen? Don't let the, those uh, uh, 
circumstances and those bodily pains and those uh, uh, situations to uh, be the dominant factor. Let God be the number one person. Isn't that right? Praise the Lord. Well, hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? Lord, we thank you for today. And Lord, we thank you for the word of God. And we most of all thank you that it's living in us right now. I do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that that same spirit that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead quickens my mortal body. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Hallelujah. Mercy, praise God. Thank you for your grace and your goodness. Lord, thank you today that uh, uh, you allow me to say the words that you would, you would want us to hear today. Father, thank you that our church is healthy and wealthy and strong. Thank you, Lord, that we have money to send hundreds of thousands to, to missionaries and to support the work of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for answering prayers for people to minister to our children. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that our children grow up in the admonition of you. Thank you, Lord, for a heritage for our children that when they grow up, they can say, this is my church. This is where I worship. Hallelujah. And Lord, we give you the praise and the honor and the glory forever. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? Well, the scripture says here in Isaiah chapter 60, if you would read this with me, in verse 1, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Amen. The glory and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See darkness dark covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people. But, everybody say but. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Praise the Lord. Hold your place there and look at Matthew chapter 5. It says in Matthew chapter 5 that you are, in verse 14, that you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. So everybody say, I am the light of the world. If Jesus said it, how many of y'all going to believe it? Well, the little switch that you have over on the, on the wall is not the light. You are the light. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl or a bushel, the King James says. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Amen. You know, I'm beginning to talk about a series, I think that I will do a series, on um, light in the darkened world. You know, Jesus said something about John in the book of uh, John chapter 5. He said that John was a light. John was a lamp, John 5, 35, that John was a lamp and a burning lamp that gave light. And people enjoyed that light for a while. But as we reflect on these scriptures and take a look at that, uh, what Isaiah said, that uh, arise and shine for the light is come, you know, we can reflect on this prophecy and see that darkness covers the earth. Can I have an amen? Darkness covers the earth. And we can see darkness in this world. And, uh, you know, we look at many things and uh, uh, 
you know, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, things that uh, people just take for granted and let happen today would have never happened back then, 20 years ago, just not too long ago. I'm telling you, if my mom was alive today, she would not have a TV. If my mom was alive, she would have cut the cord and threw it out the back door a long time ago. And some of the lewdness and the things that we see on TV, uh, promoting hope, promoting homosexuality and, and uh, uh, the way that the Lord's name is used in vain so openly. And uh, in the workplace and in the world, how that, that morals have gone down and how that in the world today that, that Muslims want to kill Christians. Are you with, with me this morning? When we think about the darkness and, and uh, that we are the light of the world, we have to see that, that uh, politicians want to take the Ten Commandments out of the courthouses. We have to see that we have a president that doesn't want to, that says that we're not a Christian nation. And we see the Christian values that we've been, uh, that America was built upon trying to be destroyed. And I want to say that's darkness. That's darkness. And Isaiah prophesied it. Oh, glory to God. But not only did he prophesy the darkness, but he said, but the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. You are to arise. You are to shine in this dark world. Jesus said that you are the light of the world. Hallelujah. You're to light it up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I know we was talking to Eric and Angie, and they went to uh, uh, Mammoth Cave not too long ago, and we was, it reminded me, that uh, when I went to Ohio Caverns there, uh, northwest of here, that, uh, you know, they take you way down in this cave and uh, and uh, the stalagmites and the stagtites, I think I got that right. And uh, who wants to correct me? Stand up and say that's there. <laughs> I know Eric's got it right and Aaron for sure. But uh, I remember going down in these caves, and one of the things that they did is that they shut the lights off. And this cave was huge. I mean, it was giant. I mean, it was a you know a, a you know a football, a couple three footballs in length. And, and uh, someone at the very end would take a, a a lighter and flick the lighter and light a candle. And you know what? It, that light would go as far as the the, the distance of the cave. And even though that candle was, a, a, you know, 200 yards away, you could see the person that was standing right beside you there, even though that light was small. Isn't that right? And, you know, I, I remember uh, traveling a lot, and I remember going into a hotel, and and uh, uh, I would all, one of the first things I would do before I would go to bed is I would take a towel and I would put it in front of the, of the door, on the, you know, because that light that would come up would just drive me crazy. But we are the light of the world, and darkness is covering the world, the world, and the consciousnesses of men and women are being seared, and our children are living in a darkness that we never knew growing up. And the fact of the, that the world is getting darker is not good news, but the Bible says the darker the world is, the lighter you become. And my emphasis isn't on the darkness in the darkened world. My emphasis is that you're the light of the world. You're the light and you're his witnesses and you're to let your light shine. 
Don't allow your light to be under a bushel. Don't allow it to to be hidden. You see, don't allow the world to keep you from shining your light. Now, how many of y'all know that the devil would like to stomp out your darkness? I know that I work with Christians and that they want to compromise their Christian walk, you know, when things get rough and the, and, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, uh, and we, you all have seen this, that in the workplace, that when, when things get nasty, does anybody have nasty in their workplace ever experienced that? You know, some words start flying. Isn't that right? Some gossip starts flying. Are you with me this morning? Well, we've seen Christians try to, to compromise and, and, and operate on that level. And that's not the level that they need to operate on. They're allowing the devil to snuff out their light. Oh, praise the Lord. When things get tough, that's when you need to get brighter. When things get nasty, that's when you need to stand up, pull your shoulders back and say, hallelujah. They're going to say, you're crazy. Well, at least I'm not in that mess that you're all in. All right. (laughs) Hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? Don't hide your light. Shine for Jesus. You see, let the world know that there's hope in a dark place. Because if you don't allow your light to shine, it won't. And, you know, there's everybody has a certain amount of light. Are you with me this morning? But, you know, you can fan the flame, too. Did you know that? Do you know you can keep your flame down to a little flicker or you can have a burning bush? Did you know that? You can add, you can add fuel to the fire. And when you say hallelujah in the world, in the darkened place, well, maybe that's throwing a, uh, a thimble full of gasoline on the fire. Are you with me? But when you say hallelujah, glory to God, and I'm not going to walk in this mess, you just throw a cup of gasoline on it. Are you with me? When you decide that you're not going to follow the the, 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 the darkness and say, you know, I think that, you know, abortion's okay and that we should, uh, you know, allow mothers to have the choice in their own body and not stand up for children that are being murdered. You know what? You're burning your bush, big. You're going against the grain. And the thing I want to say is that you're the only light that the world sees. Turn to Acts chapter one with me. And I'm urging you this morning to not be ashamed of Jesus. Don't be ashamed of your witness. Don't be ashamed to talk about Jesus. You see, when we come into a room, there should be a spiritual light and there ought to be some revelation about God in our lives. People should say, you know, there's something different about you than there is that, than, you know, Joe so and so sitting beside you. We know that John was a burning light and we are burning lights. Say, I'm a light. Amen. I'm the light of the world. Matthew chapter five, Matthew chapter five says that we gotta let our light shine before men. Isn't that what we read? We gotta let our light shine before men that they may see our good deeds and, and our works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Now here in Acts chapter one, the Bible says in verse eight, and you shall receive, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be what my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I can have a hard time getting past this scripture when this book was being written, how that uh, 
They said that you'll be my witnesses, first of all, in Jerusalem, then Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. Well, our Jerusalem is our home. Our Jerusalem is our neighborhood. Our Jerusalem is the people that's close to us. And Judea is the people that's down the street and in the next county. And Samaria is the county and, and the, and the, and it goes right on to the state of Ohio and the rest of the world. Notice that we're to be witnesses of Jesus. Come on, help me out. We're not to be a witness of our church. We're not supposed to say, you know, our church is this, our church is that. We're not supposed to say, you know, I went to a meeting the other night and, you know, this service was good and, and uh, we're not to be witnesses about the preacher or something else. We're to be witnesses about Jesus. Come on. So many times it's easy to talk about what we have experienced rather than who he is and what he's done for us. But Jesus said, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to turn into a witness. In other words, you don't have to go witnessing. You already are a witness. You're shining for Jesus. Notice that he said, you're going to be my witness. Jesus anoints us with the Holy Spirit and our light shine. And, and it magnifies uh, when, we show, when we show the light in the world. Praise the Lord. Jesus said that I'm the light of the world. And he said, when I leave, you're going to be the light of the world. Here I've been down here and I've uh, let my light shine for 33 and a half years and I've let people know what Jesus has done and that Jesus, that, that God is the Father. Now it's your turn. Now you're the light of the world. You go and show the people, uh, the light of the world. And it's the only light that the world will ever see is through you. Are you with me? If you don't hold your morals and and hold standards and don't allow the darkness to consume you, but rise up in the light of God. You see, we need to open our mouth. We need to talk about Jesus and we need to share what he's done for us. And praise the wonderful name we can. Turn over to John chapter 1, the book of John chapter 1, because we see that John, he was the light, the Bible says. And let's talk about John. In John chapter 1, the Bible says in verse 4, in him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God, and his name was John, and he came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him, all men might believe. We see that Jesus is the light, and the purpose of John was that people might believe in Jesus. Can I have an amen? Well, our ultimate goal is to witness for Jesus and to talk about Jesus, talk about his saving power, his delivering power, and his healing, and his, and his healing power, and let people turn to Jesus and see the light. You see, John made a confession about Jesus, didn't he? There's three things I want to look at here. John made a confession about Jesus. What is your confession about Jesus? What is your confession in the, in the office? What is your confession in the workplace? 
What is your confession in the when you go to the supermarket or what is your confession in your home or around your neighbors? What do you have to say about Jesus Christ? Are you with me this morning? I love it when when someone asks me at a uh, checkout line, how you doing? I say, do you really want to know? <laughs> you might not like it. <laughs> it might be depressing. I am blessed. Hallelujah. I am good and getting better. Praise the Lord. And thankful and grateful. Amen. Thankful and grateful. You know, they're kind of taken off guard. Well, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, I'm a Christian and, and I love the Lord. And, uh, you know, if you want to get to, uh, uh, you know, then I might say, well, how are you? And they go, well, I'm okay. You want to know how to get from just okay to better and getting better? Praise the Lord. Thankful. Huh? You have a, you have an opportunity to witness. And you see, our main purpose in life is not to make money or climb the ladder of success. Our main purpose in life is to be a light for the Lord Jesus Christ. And soon, life will be over. Soon, Jesus will come. Soon, our life will end. And we'll be standing on the golden shores in front of Jesus and and uh, th where there's no more crying, where there's no more dying and sighing. And you see, the world that we know will be gone and we'll be able to stand in front of Jesus and Jesus will say, Mike Sanders, good and well done, thou faithful servant. You've done good. You've shined the light. You've told people about me. You see, don't talk about the weather or what business is or how your body feels or your sickness. We're to bear witness to Jesus. And what did John say about Jesus? Well, what do you say about Jesus? Can I have an amen? Do you hide him? Do you put your light under a bushel? Or do you let it flame? Come on, help me out. Somebody said, well, Pastor Mike, you know, uh, they're going to ridicule me at work. They're going to ridicule me at, uh, in, in, my friends will not, you know, they'll think less of me. <laughs> lie, lie, lie. Can I have an amen? And you know what? I'd rather be friends with Jesus and have honor with him than friends and have honor with that person. Come on, help me out this morning. Because I know from whom my help comes from. I know from where I'm in a covenant. And I know who the one that loves me is. And I don't have to worry about what they say. Now, look, the Bible says you're going to get persecuted, all right? You're going to get persecuted. Hey, uh, would somebody shut that fan off there? Thank you, Dan. Feels good to me. This row right here is getting cold. Praise God. But look what John said about Jesus here in verse 27. He, here he is, and he's talking about Jesus. He says, the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. You see what he was saying? Look, Jesus is so great, and Jesus is so wonderful I'm privileged and I'm humbled at this point to be at the feet of Jesus. I'm not even worthy to take off his sandals, but thank God through his death, burial, and resurrection, he's made us worthy. Say amen. 
You see what John was saying? Yes, Jesus is so great. He loves you so much that he's going to give his life for you. Jesus is so great, yet he's going to pursue you. He's going to follow after you. He's going to come and woo you to him. And he's not going to give up on you. And what else does he say here in verse 29? And the next day he saw John, excuse me, in the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You see, John was telling people about John the ba about Jesus Christ, and we know that John the Baptist was a light. You see, I'm saying that you are the light of the world and that you are the only exposure the world's going to get. You too can say, look, the Lamb of God, behold the Lamb of God. You see, the Lamb of God doesn't cover our sins. He doesn't just forgive us of our sins. God does more than forgive a sinner. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Are you with me this morning? In other words, every past and present sin that you had ever committed, He took it away. And He nailed it to the cross. And the good news is that Jesus Christ has taken away your sin. Behold the Lamb of God that has taken away the sins of the world. And the third thing is here in verse 34, he said that I have seen and I have testified that this is the Son of God. You see, he's not just a prophet or a teacher. He's the Son of the living God. So John was witnessing about Jesus, and you don't have to say the same things that John did, but just let your light shine. Pastor Mike, how do I let my light shine? You let your light shine by a little bit of kind act of kindness. Can I have an amen? I'm going to tell you what, in my witnessing, I've had more people come to me than I have had to do a cold call on them. And I've been doing witnessing a long time. Can I have an amen? I'm telling you, when somebody's down on their luck and they're having a hard time, I do my best to try to help that person. When, when you know, in the workplace, if, you know, there might be someone there that, that's all piled up with a big pile of work and, Everybody else goes, well, that's his responsibility. And everyone walks away and sits down and has a cup of coffee. This, that's where you need to walk up and go help that person. Come on, help me out. <laughs> They're going to say, what in the world's wrong with you? But the person you're helping is going to say, what's different about you? I want to know something about that. How can you act like that and not like them? Because I would act like them. <laughs> I'm telling you. I've had more people come up to me and say, Pastor Mike, uh, I hear you're, you're a Christian. Or Mike, I hear you're a Christian. Uh, you know, what about this Jehovah's Witness? Or what about, uh, you know, does God really, uh, is Jesus really the Son of God? It just, it just would blow you away, the questions that's been asked of me. And many times they'll, 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 they'll many times they'll ask a question not even related to God, but they just want to break the ice so that they can ask you a question. And I've had people come up to me and say, will you pray for me about this? Or pray about that. And, and uh, you see, you're the light of the world and you need to shine for Jesus. And we need to think about our families and our friends that's in darkness in the dark world. And we're going to help and get the light out of Jesus. And we're the light of the world. And the world has no other spiritual light than you. Somebody say amen. I'm it. 
Say it, I'm it. I'm the only light. In many places that you go during the week, you are the only light. Come on, help me out. And you need to let that light shine. You don't need to allow the darkness to come in. So go find people that you can uh, be a blessing to. Find people that, that needs the light. Don't put your light under the bushel and don't put it under a bowl. Go and let people see your light. Shine your light before men. That's what it said in Matthew chapter 5 verse, verse 16. It says, Matthew chapter 5 verse 16, let your light shine before men. Everyone say before men. Everybody say it again. Before men. Say the Bible is God speaking to me. You are to let your light shine before men. Can I have an amen? Don't put it under a bushel. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father. And I believe that every person here is going to allow their light to shine and uh, allow their light to shine in their place of employment and in their family and their neighborhood. And I'm going to, I'm going to say that many, many of you, I believe are going to come out of the closet. You don't know what a closet Christian is. Bust out of there with boldness and say, Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. Yeah, he's one of those Christians. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Whose side do you want to be on? My side or his side? You know, you, you know you, if you persecute me, you're persecuting him. Come on. Remember when Jesus said to Saul, he said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He's going, I'm not persecuting you. I'm persecuting your Christians. He said, when you persecute them, you're persecuting me. Isn't that what he said? Look, if somebody has something bad to say about you because you're a Christian, pray for them. Because they're saying something bad about the one you serve. 